Let us pray. Thank you, precious Father. This morning, we give you all of the praise and all of the glory. I bless you, Father, for all that you have done. Thank you, wonderful Father, for everything that you have made abundantly immeasurable available for us. Thank you for your love that never changes, never ceases. Thank you for your mercies that are good every morning, are available every morning. Thank you, precious Father, for making us one with you. And thank you, Lord, for opening up our eyes to begin to see and to understand who we are. Lord, help us to keep our face gazing at the face of Christ, that we may come to the realization of the fullness of who we are. We give you all of the praise this morning and all of the glory. We worship you, Father. Thank you for everything that you have done. And for me and my brothers, we jointly declare in faith this morning that our lives will continue to bear forth fruit according to your design, and we will give you glory. Thank you, precious Father. We exhort you. We magnify you. This we have said, knowing that even when we are unfaithful, you are very faithful to keep us, to make us, to rebuild us, to cleanse, to prune, to energize, and to strengthen us. Thank you, Father, for all that you have done. We give you all the praise and all of the glory. Thank you for this day. It's another blessing, another day to enjoy all of the fullness of all that you have done and to allow you to flow freely from our heart. Thank you, Daddy. Amen and amen. And those who prayed with me this morning will say aloud, amen and amen and amen. Good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, and I'm here this morning to share with you, as always, today's fellowship with the world. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for the feedback. Those who take time to return a feedback, it is very encouraging, and I essentially do appreciate. And those who are supporting the message in different ways, those who are sending, those who are giving financially, thank you so much from the depth of my heart. Remember, we are now one family in this, doing the work of our father and if you have been receiving the message and you are not giving up remember there are many ways you can give out the simplest easiest is to distribute the message to those on your own list give a feedback speak to somebody give financially as you have received freely may you also give out freely praise God. Amen and amen. Beloved, I hope I'm going to get to that Psalms 1 today. But again, before I begin, let me just say something that you should be aware of. There is no way that you will allow this word come into you that it will not change you. Let me say that again. It's practically impossible or perhaps maybe let me say it this way. It's practically impossible that you allow this world to settle in and it does not change you. Now, if you have been listening and no change is going on, that should be an alarm. You've got to open up your heart. Don't forget all we've been saying recently. It is possible to have all this stored in your memory, to commit to memory, even to repeat 
the same things but have a different experience. Don't forget I told you the word of God is designed to change our mind. You know your mind is changing when you are coming further and further into rest. You know your mind is changing when your thoughts begin to change and as your thoughts begin to change your words will begin to change and as your word continues to change your actions and reactions will continue to change don't forget god does not want to give us once in a while experience no this ought to be our daily everyday living reality the word of god changes eternally who we are and the beautiful part of all this is that it goes from one level of glory to another praise god amen and amen so therefore beloved think about it there was not a man who received this message that it did not alter their life completely look at the apostles look at apostle paul he said more than all the other apostles i labored he said but he said i know it was not me but it is the grace of god beloved receiving this light causes us to labor in love doing everything that god has given us the ability to further spread the message and to live in the reality of the message don't forget you cannot claim to receive this truth and have this truth and it has not altered your life it has not altered your thinking it has not altered the way you perceive human beings i was having a fellowship with one of our pastors here yesterday and i said to him we all have to come to a place of stability in our faith i have come to the place that all i want to do for people and with people are two things number one to be a blessing to them regardless of who they are regardless of their mistakes to be a blessing to them as much as i can and to correct them where possible to be a blessing to them and that becomes like my motto what do i do when i wake up every day to try to be a blessing to all that i come in contact with on that day and to correct them in the word of god where possible praise god i don't want to spend my time complaining about who is good who is bad don't forget if we get into that zone we're also going back to the knowledge of good and evil and that's not how our father works that's not the nature of our father don't forget he gives his reign both to the good and to the bad we don't give to people because necessarily they are good no we give to them we show love to them why because you and i are the physical representation the visible representation of our invincible father praise god don't forget as he is so we are no before mouth only don't forget as he is so we are no before mouth only many of the people jesus healed were not perfect people many of the people who benefited from his ministry none of them were saved i'm sure that you know that and as i was sharing with them sunday evening if there was anybody that should have never received a miracle from jesus it was a roman centurion 
if you know the history of the Roman soldiers, you know what kind of life they, they lived. But amazingly, he was the one that Jesus commended for having a great faith above the Jews who have the covenant. Praise God. Amen and amen. So it will be an error that you and I received this message and the only thing he did is to bring us to a place of quietness. We just feel like, oh, now we have God. We just have God now. So let's not do any other thing. Let's not try to contribute to see how the light shines. That's an error. Don't forget, that's what Peter tried to do on the Mount of Transfiguration. Don't forget that. That's what Peter tried to do. When Peter saw the fullness of Jesus in his glory, he said, no, let us not go down. Let's not try to understand something else. No, this one is good enough. What do we do? Let's tabernacle here. Let's build a worship system upon this experience. This is okay. Let's not do something else. Beloved, what he did not understand was that what he saw was just the beginning of the journey. And let me explain that this morning. When we come to the revelation of Christ, we have not come to the end. We just came to the end of the Adamic race. Receiving Christ is to come to the end of the Adamic race, but then we transition into the life of Christ. When you see Christ as he is, it is the beginning of our journey. Now, please understand me very well. This journey is not journey of trying to become righteous. No, this journey is not the journey of trying to please God. No. This journey is the journey of living out the God life. We got a life, then we've got to live out that life. From one level of glory to another, we continue to experience the reality of all that he has done for us. Receiving Christ again is not the end. Receiving Christ is the beginning of the journey into a new life, into the God life. It's not the end, beloved. Coming to a place of rest is coming to a place of death of the Adamic nature, of the Adamic race, of everything that came with Adam. Now that we have seen Christ, we have seen the reality of our new life. Watch this. We don't have to continue receiving the life because we already have the life, but we've got to live the life. Praise God. Now, here is the demarcation. Don't forget, beloved, that we used to live according to the dictates of the flesh, according to the dictates of Adam. Now that we have received this life, don't forget, we still have that old mind. The reason we teach over and over and we plead that you should listen over and over, we plead that you should meditate, gaze on it and feed so that your mind can transform to begin to walk into the new reality that we have, into the new life that we have. And this change of mind happens to be the most difficult work, the hardest labor you and I can do. Because once our minds are transformed, and don't forget, when we say our mind being transformed, it is closing the door of how we used to think in Adam so that we cannot think in Christ. We are Christ now. We have his DNA. We have his nature. We have been saved by him. We have been saved into him. We have been baptized into him. So the remaining work is that as our mind is being changed from one level of glory to the other, 
then we continue to live out the experience, including what happens to our physical bodies. Praise God. Amen and amen. Beloved, what will be unfortunate is that we receive this life and then we still hold on to the principles of Adam. What will be most unfortunate is that we receive this new life, but we still run our daily life according to the dictates of the mind of Adam. Now, that is why, beloved, I said over and over and over again, and the Bible confirms that as we look into the face of Christ, we read yesterday, as we look into the face of Christ, we start to see our original copy, what we look like in the eyes and in the mind of God. We now see that in this new place, there are no limitations, that all the limitations we face were the ones according to the nature of Adam. We start to see that in this new phase, we can be successful in everything that we do. We start to see that in this new phase, we will not allow circumstances to dictate our life. Let me say that again. And this is an area I've seen believers struggle making choices. I remember saying to somebody, you cannot live your life by what opens up somewhere. No, we have to come to the place of clarity so that we know where we are going to. You cannot say, oh, well, I will stay here and see how it works. Man, but if it doesn't work here, then I will go somewhere else. That is living according to the old pattern. But when we start to see the reality of our faith in him, then we will now see that we can be successful wherever we are. Except in the case of where God wants to move us from one place to another because he has an assignment for us in those places. Praise God. Oh, my time is going fast already. I hope I can still get to Psalms chapter 1. But listen to me very, very carefully. And we've got to understand this. If there is something you and I are confident of now, if there is something you and I are more than sure of now, is that you can engage in all those religious activities and still remain unchanged. That one is certain. What God is telling us, is telling you and I, is where the work is. As our mind is being transformed, so our experiences are also being transformed. Praise God. You start to see that you don't necessarily have to struggle, but things simply begin to fall into place for you. Why is that? Number one, everything you and I need has already been made available. You know that now. But what has been the limiting factor are the limitations in our belief system, the darkness that has existed in our mind. So therefore, when they are cleared, we are able to attract what we need to attract. We are able to experience all that God has made abundantly available for us. Praise God. Okay, so with the little time I have left, let me jump straight to Psalms chapter 1 again, reading from verse number 3. It says, He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree. And who will be this man standing firm? It is the man that his passion is to remain true. Don't forget that passion. He did not even say to do. No, the man's passion, what drives him, what he desires, what he delights in, what fascinates him is to remain remain true to the world of I am. Again, if you read the TPT, you will see that this verse number two, the word starts with a capital letter and is not worse. 
is the word of I am, meaning the word of God. Of course, I am here is God. So the word of God. And who is the word of God? Jesus Christ. Praise God. So in essence, what the scripture is saying, the man who remains true, his passion, don't forget about that, his passion, it's not that he listens to a message and then goes off his way, it's not that he has become a religious ritual, no, there's a fascination, passion is to remain, don't forget, to remain true to what the word of God say he is. This passion opens up that man's heart. This passion opens up that man's mind. Praise God. And how does he do that? Meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. Let there be light is Christ. I'm sure you know that by now. What is the result of that man? The Bible says he will be standing firm. Don't forget standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design and he is going to be deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. Praise God. And like I shared yesterday, this word prosperous here, the metaphor found in this verse, the TPT says, can be paraphrased as no matter what he says are to do, he brings it to a successful conclusion. So I don't know why anybody would stumble on the fact that we're saying that it, that achievement is not a burden. If we're going to be successful, the world may use the word achievement. That's fine. And we may use it for emphasis. But in our own case, it's about bearing fruit. Don't forget what he says. Bearing fruit in every season of life. Praise God. Now, let me show you the opposite in verse number four. And remember, I told you that the wicked here is not necessarily somebody who does wicked, but is somebody who follows his own way as opposed following the word of Yahweh. Praise God. He says, but how different are the wicked? They are like chaff blown away by the wind. You know what this means? They are never stable. They never come to a place of stability. They just follow any trend. Anything that looks like trend, they just follow. The Bible said that is the nature of the wicked. That means those who chose to follow the flesh, Adam, rather than following the revelation of light, which is Christ. Praise God. They are like chaff blown away by the wind. Any wind that comes, they change their mind. We've got to come to a place of stability in our faith. And when I say this stability, I'm talking about love. If there's any place you and I can dovetail, can rest, is in love. And you know that love is God. You know that anything that is prepared out of love is God walking in us and through us. That's the kind of place we can get to. Like I just mentioned, I've come to a place where I say to myself, what I owe men are two things. Number one, to be a blessing anywhere I can be, whether it is to cancel them, whether it is to give them money, whatever I can do to be a blessing to them, whether it is to teach them or to pray for them, whatever I can do to be a blessing for them, that's what I owe them. Secondly, to correct them, at least those who have an open heart, to correct them where I see that a correction is needed and that correction is always to consistently point them back to Christ. Praise God. I will not spend my time trying to judge who is good, who is bad, who has a good character or who has a bad character. Friend, that is not the nature of our Father. Praise God. Amen and amen. 
So if we are being blown all around by every wind, it's because we have not come to a place of, of establishment in the word that I am. Watch what it says, verse number five. The wicked will not endure the day of judgment for God will not defend them. Why is that? Because the knowledge of good and evil always leads to condemnation. It says nothing they do will succeed or endure for long for they have no part with those who walk in the truth i'm just trying to rush this because my time is counting very fast and verse number six the last one but how different it is for the righteous watch this he now goes from talking about prosperity to call them the righteous again so it is not a sin that a righteous man also prospers in the things that he does again you can see how the word of god is complete he starts to talk about prosperity in everything that he does being successful in the things that he does now he calls him the righteous so being righteous is not against being fruitful. Being righteous is not against being successful. If there's a man who should really be successful, is the man who is righteous. Praise God. So if we're talking about achievement, if we're talking about prosperity, we have not gone away from being righteous. No, here at the end of the verse, he calls him the righteous. But how different is for the righteous? Watch what he says. The Lord embraces their paths. As they move forward, while the way of the wicked leads only to doom. Again, the Lord himself embraces the path of the righteous as you and I move forward. That means God is aligning as we move forward in the things that we do. On the other side, the way of the wicked leads only to doom. Again, doesn't it make sense if you eat of the knowledge of Christ continuously, meditating on it day and night, gazing at it, fixing your thoughts on it, your path is successful, your path is light. Opposite is the man who may confess Christ, who may teach Christ, who may say Jesus is Lord, but deep down inside his heart, he is still following the dictates of the law of good and evil. The Bible says the end thereof leads only to doom. You know that this is not our portion. Praise God. So beloved, let me round off here this morning just by reminding you it's not difficult. You have to develop your own way to pray without season. You have to develop your own way of feeding yourself again and again, letting your subconscious absorb the truth of who you are in Christ. You will produce them. You will manifest them. When it gets to decisions, don't forget, it is that thing that fills us inside that will come out. Praise God. Again, please enjoy your day. Keep me in your prayers as I often do keep you in mind. And don't forget, freely, you have received freely. You will continue to share as much as we can. Let's blanket the whole place with the knowledge of Christ. Please don't forget that this morning you have been served. Shalom.